This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You look so sad in the last episode. Can we not look sad in this one? Bro, like my <laughs> eye was gonna pop out of my head. <laughs> I don't know what was happening. I've been feeling like that. What's the what's the purpose? I don't know. Still, it's like that. No, I'm better now. Okay. Uh, you know why? Probably. Why? Because it's a special day. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, recording this, you know, December twenty third. What's what December? happened on tw- on December twenty third? What's, what's on December twenty third? Two days before, you what know. What are you holding in your sand- hand? Uh, it's just a balloon. But it says something on the. Nah, balloon. yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't read. <laughs> Can you read it for me? It says "Happy Two Year Anniversary of Headspot." What's that? Well, it has. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who, who put that there? Yeah. Uh, if you guys didn't know, I wrote a book. It's a uh, I self-published a, a book, a poetry book, a book of poems. I think they're like twenty-eight poems. Um, in that book, it's called Headspun. Um, and I published it two years ago today. That's true. So, round of applause for me. Ooh. Ooh. Um, that's why there are so many balloons. Yeah, that's why there's so many balloons. It's a celebration of Headspun. You know, we're we're celebrating we're celebrating life. We're celebrating the year. Year's coming to a close. Last episode of the year. Last episode of 2023, the year. 2023. This year, goddamn, flew by too quickly. Actually, goodness gracious. But I think 2024 is gonna be our year. I think so. And you, you know what's crazy? When 2023 came, like I knew that it wasn't. I, I wasn't gonna have the best year. Negative Deep down, d- no, I didn't. Not that it was gonna be a bad year. But I just knew it wasn't going to be like a the substantial year. year of my life or like a, you know, a very memorable year. Like there were there were key things that happened. And like I did a lot of like progression this year. But, um you know, no like super duper like major moves other than like moving up to New York. But that's just like a big stepping stone for like what I'm trying to do in life. But 2024, that's going to be that's the year. year. You, know, you know, what's the word of 2024? What? Execution. Feel me? Like, Fool me, like, everything like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like killing the, through the guillotine <laughs> execution. <laughs> no, um, you know, just everything that I've or been like, working towards. Like execution. We can move past that. <laughs> <laughs> everything that I've worked on my whole life. Um, I think I think twenty twenty four twenty. I think twenty. I think twenty twenty four is gonna be the the year best year of my life best year for wow. me for wow. me what about you what's your outlook on next year i'm i'm excited for 2024 i feel like 2022 2023 were like the seeds oh you know? the seeds were being planted and what's happening next year we're, we're blooming we're blooming, we're blooming you know? <laughs> yes sir i i feel like i did the hard parts in 2022 2023 and yeah, I'm, still, you did. I'm still gonna be doing the hard parts but like the hard parts as in like you know like planting like the beginnings and now the fruits of my labor it's gonna they're gonna come out facts I'm excited so if you guys aren't watching the video podcast we have balloons yeah we got balloons All everywhere the wearing fe- yeah. i'm wearing <laughs> i'm wearing festive nah this is my of. like this is my like celebratory fit that's his new he's wearing a shirt Boricua. that says Boricua. you know i wore this for, i wore this for vintage. i wore this for a reason too oh yeah i don't think you caught it though what think well, about it no think I, about it what does it mean two year anniversary of the you don't know what Boricua means no what does it mean Boricua is is just someone who's 
Puerto Rican, like a, oh, okay. a Puerto Rican person. Oh, I, I got it. Feel me? So, I got it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a quick gem here. Um, I'm writing another book. Oh. Um, it's going to be a lot more, a lot more, a lot bigger than this first book. Wow. And I have the name. You're and, going to say and that? It's, and it's inspired by something Puerto Rican. I won't drop You're the name yet. You're going to say that? It's, insi- it's inspired by something Puerto Rican. I love Puerto Rico. I love that's my a, Puerto Rican a people. Big, that's a big, like, hidden gem. me, only y'all get that. that. Only y'all yeah. get that. All right. Well, All right. Well, that was that was the last intro of the year. Damn. Until the next year, I think the next episode or the first episode of next year is gonna be like the second day of January. Facts. Like we're 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 bright and early in January. We're gonna is wake there, you guys up. Is there hello? You know, holiday season over. Hello. No New more. Year's resolutions. No Where more. you at? Sorry, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to our podcast called Difficultish. Difficultish. A podcast about different South Asian narratives. I am Noah. And I am Ashton. And today's episode is going to be very interesting. You know, mm. it, it came upon him on a day like yesterday where he was just like, how do you feel about the art of detachment? I said and that. I'm like, say more. <laughs> That's and not he, what you said. You're and like, he did why say did I more. Mean? <laughs> <laughs> he said more. And I was trying to understand his perspective, but it's very interesting how like, how like there's there's so many different things that you can focus on in this episode yeah in this episode alone we're going to talk about just like detaching yourself from like parental expectations detaching yourself from your own expectations yeah what even is the art of detachment you know there's so much to say so much to do in the last episode so you want to talk a little bit about the inspiration behind this yeah i mean um you know i i went back home to orlando Mm. last week um, was there for like a week. Um, had some family obligations to do. Yeah. Duties, responsibilities, as we, all do. as we all do. You know, this is this is not new to me, but I think this is just like a revelation that I had recently. Um, recently, I wasn't like. I mean, I've always known it. I just like thunk about it a little bit oh, more. Thunk. Feel me. Poet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I realized, you know, like a lot of a lot of my time in the day, a lot of my like minutes in the day. Um, I'm just so used to giving them to other people, you know, I'm just, I'm just so used to spending so much of my time, you know, completing tasks for other people or going above and beyond for other people, um, just so they can have a good day, Mm. you know, and I'm, but I'm not receiving that back. I'm not receiving their minutes and their hours, making sure that, you know, they help me with something. So I'm okay, you know, but I think a lot of us as like South Asian kids with, you know, a lot of like, if we, if we're the only child in, in the family, or if, you know, in your case, you're the eldest person in the fam, the eldest child in the family, um, you get a lot of responsibilities and you just become so used to sacrificing yourself and your time and your, your well being just so other people can be okay. It's true. And it could be a mom, dad, like sibling, niece nephew extended family member it could be anybody but you just feel the obligation to like sacrifice yourself for other people i love how this is how we're ending our year <laughs> like the most depressing episode idea but not, honestly we're, we're ending with facts it's not depressing it's you know it's it's time for us to recognize maybe some of the things that we've been doing that reflection we for haven't we haven't seen or maybe you know maybe someone listening needs someone else to say it for them to realize it on their own you know that's why i like talking about this and so not only are we going to talk about, um, 
you know how we've become so attached to like certain things that we have to do in our life but also ways that we're practicing detachment mm. whether it's detaching like you said earlier where it's detaching ourselves from you know obtaining happiness from external factors whether it's you know trying to detach yourself from your family expectations of yourself um and just how to you know live to grow like a more fruitful like happy life my question is why did you choose the word detachment and like the art of detachment instead of just saying how to be selfish without feeling guilty well the art of detachment isn't my thing that's like a it's yeah a i've thing, heard that before you know i was reading up on this and i saw that there are a lot of philosophers that say that detachment is the key to growing mental peace and mm. to grow more fulfillment in your life mm-hmm. because you know you're releasing your expectations on said things and by doing that you're truly attracting what you want you know you're instead of shifting your mindset to like accomplishing set things like you're focusing on the little things that might happen like for example like if you focus on you're gonna get this job and in order to get this job you gotta do all this work all this studying gain all these skills all these personality traits and you do all that but you don't get the job you can feel one of two ways you can either feel like a failure because oh my god i did all this work for nothing Mm -hmm. because i didn't get this job or you could look at it as like yo like it was about the journey now i have all of these skills all of these personality traits that i've gained that i would not have if i didn't aim to aim for this goal and yes i didn't make the goal but the the goal is like the result isn't the uh the source of happiness the Mm -hmm. source of happiness comes from what you do along the way Mm. and we kind of hear that a lot you know it's about the journey not the destination but um it really is true and i think it makes a lot more sense when like when you do detach yourself from you know expecting yourself to make the goal because you become just so much more happy with the work that you've done like as you know like i've been job hunting for a super long time how long i've been job hunting for eight to nine months that's when you like, say it like that like actively i'm not talking about like i'll like, she's seen like i've yeah. like put in work to like not only get better at the skills i need for the type of job that i want but like also just doing the being in the trenches uh, applying to every single job on linkedin literally every single and one. i remember like the first month i would get like a, a interview or interview or two and i remember after like my first couple interviews after the first month or two i was like yo i i'm a fit like I'm never going to get a job. I'm never going to be good. When recognizing that, like, the more interviews I do, like, I saw myself getting better. Like, mm. I, I felt myself becoming a lot more confident in, like, the way that I'm interviewing, the way that I'm speaking about, you know, speaking business acumen and, and talking a lot about these, like, duties and responsibilities. Once I started really recognizing how much I was growing in the journey, I started feeling so good about myself. Like, I told you about that one interview where, like, I did amazing. And it was just because... Do you remember why I did so good? Because I I detached myself from like the the stress and the anxiety of having to get this job. I was like, let me just yeah, go into just it like, try and my like best. just not fun, not like be me, but like yo, like I'm doing this so I get better at this. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you do your best because in order to get better at something, you have to you have to start off. You have you have to do your best to realize and to realize what your new you know peak would be. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Um, this is this just been on my mind a lot and i think you know the the word detachment is very powerful and it's very necessary for this type of situation because you don't want to like you don't want to fully separate yourself 
you still want to see you you still want to have like your vision clear but um it's all about you know what is bringing you like mental peace and happiness you kind of popped off with that fam i can't I lie shit. that was a good like definition it's a good story behind that's it dang that was good no but um how, how do you feel about the word like attachment detachment when it comes to a south a floridian family a south asian a south asian family i think well, I want to ask you this after this, okay. after my answer, but I want to ask you so you can kind of remember now. Okay. I want to ask you, like, where you think you are in this journey compared to mine. Okay. But for me, I think that detachment is very necessary because if you don't do it, then you're never going to be able to, like, reach your fullest potential and, like, reach your own dreams, like, the ones that you want. And unfortunately, sometimes it feels like you have to desynthesize yourself and and like put your own emotions aside to kind of separate yourself from like your family's wants and goals for you and aspirations to kind of reach your own which is kind of sad like I remember there was a phase where I just kind of had to be robotic and you know not really talk to my family as much even though we were living in the same house and kind of disregard like everything that they were telling me to do or be just so I can kind of stay tunnel visioned on my own goals. Hmm. And now I feel like I've gotten to a point now where I don't have to do that as much, but in the beginning it's definitely very hard, but necessary to do that so that you can kind of be selfish and like detach your own goals from like your family's goals of you. I have a question. Well, are you going to answer my question? I will. I will. Okay, we'll okay. get back to it. Um, how do you how do you deal with setbacks and failures? Like, if you fail at something, how do you feel about it? Is it a big deal? Is it not? Like, well, how do you process failing something? For me, at this point in my journey, I feel like I've gotten like so confident and I've gotten so good with my routine and like my workflow and everything that failure doesn't set me back as much. I think it just motivates me to do it harder the next time around and i think i'm able to kind of focus on like my successes a lot more like for example a failure that i had this year was well not failure just like i didn't reach the goal on my um bucket list or like my to-do new year's resolutions list was like paint three murals this year right Mm. like if you guys didn't know i paint murals at restaurants and cafes and things like that yeah and that was a goal that I had for the past two years and I haven't hit it. And first I know that, that I didn't hit it was because like I have different priorities now. Like I haven't done art as much because I've been focusing on business and um, social media and things like that. But I have this goal again for next year and who's to say that I'm going to hit that, but it's still something that I'm like striving towards, but I'm not like mad at myself if I don't hit it because I have so many other accomplishments that I did hit you know, so I think it's a lot easier for me to kind of delve into my small wins and like successes instead of just like focusing on the failures and letting that stop me. Like it's fine to grieve for like a week or however long it takes for you to grieve about it. But at the end of the day, like you have no choice but to move on. How would you go about like, you know, you got your master's, but what? how would you feel if like you like failed your exams, you didn't get it? 
like how would you process that yeah that i'd be upset about yeah yeah because i one of my goals for that year was to graduate and i did that but i feel like if i hadn't done that i'd like be beating myself up over it but regardless i'd still strive to like finish you know i'd still continue and try to do the classes again yeah you know i feel like i've always been like you said before like i've always been the type like i i deal really well with setbacks and failures i realized um and i don't know why i think it comes from just being so like delusionally optimistic that like i'll find a way to become successful in the world like it was so weird like i remember like i used like if i were to get if i had like a 69 in a class i wouldn't get sad i'll be like oh it's fine i'll just go tell the teacher and then he'll raise my grade like I, and I would like really believe that. Actually. Yeah, and like sometimes I would do it. Sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't. Yeah. You know, but I think um, a very powerful way to focus on obtaining happiness when something like a setback or a failure does come your ways is rec- is like having the ability to to let things go. Mm. You know, I think being able to let things go. Just and, like and look past it. You know, if you live life just being able to like let let those failures go and to be able to look forward and be tunnel visioned on what's next even if it is the exact same thing that you're doing before you know you're entering the situation a completely different person than than the first time that you did it so Mm -hmm. i asked that to say you know i think being able to let things go is extremely powerful yeah and i I think it also is a lot easier to let things go when you have like your central purpose in life and obviously that's such a like grand vast thing a lot of people don't really know what their purpose is in life when they are younger but just like know what your reason is like i feel like if your main reason to get a good job is to have a lot of money and then if you do fail in getting that job you're upset over it and you're letting that stop you because you're like oh my god i'm losing out on all this money and obviously money is a is a big reason like we need money to survive and sometimes that's like the only goal that you need but if you have like a bigger purpose like this is kind of on theme because it is the last episode of the year but i recently just got a letter to myself that i wrote to myself last december of 2022 and i wrote it for my current december 2023 self and it was kind of a letter saying like oh i hope you do all these things like you know it was kind of like a scripting type of letter and i read it back and you know some of the goals that i had written for myself I did not succeed in, right? But the central purpose in that letter was like, oh, I hope you're able to help your, like my parents with the bills. I hope you're able to help people with your content and like bring more representation, whatever. So regardless of me not accomplishing some of the goals, like me not painting the three murals in the year or me not hitting 40,000 subscribers on YouTube this year, right? My goal of like bringing more representation or helping out my family back at home with money or whatever it is, those goals are still the same for me and those Mm -hmm. are like my main leading like purpose goals you know and as long as you're still on path with like those maybe like three central things like how can you really fail you know like you're still making small strides to that goal exactly so i had to pop off with that one yeah you did yeah (laughs) but um not like you said like it's it's super vital to have a north star to be following um it's something my mom used to tell me all the time and i used to always like argue with her for fun about like oh like i'm just gonna like live life and like where the wind takes me where the wind takes me and i'm still about that but like 
you still gotta be like following something right you know it just makes it easier like right. why would you why would you make it harder on yourself just waiting for something to come in? i think that's something i used to always tell myself too is like oh like things will come to me it'll happen which is true which is which but is you true still work for it but you got you gotta meet you gotta meet god halfway mm. you know feel me yeah. you gotta you gotta you gotta do at least like 50 percent. this right. is what i was talking to my friend about because you know when you do 50 percent what happens is if God meets you 50, like 50% as well, then you're good. But if he doesn't, since you're already 50%, you're already so motivated and, and ambitious to continue, you know, on to set goal, you know? So like, and that, that kind of is like the same narrative of, you know, if you're trying to accomplish a goal and it just seems so far like this goddamn job, it seems so far. I got a job now, by the way. Wait, where's the balloon with the job? somewhere i got a job now by the way but i think it's behind you I, but you but you know i remember i had a phone call with my sister where i was like yeah i'm i'm done bro. i'm done this is this is too hard yeah but um but with the amount of work i did it just got easier like the interviewing process got easier i just got so much better at it and then it got to a point where like my mind changed about it my mind was like Yo, I'm gonna get like it. Just Crazy time hasn't caught worked, up. Time yeah. hasn't caught up yet. Like after doing it so much, I was like, Yo, I'm so good at this. There's no way I'm not getting a job. And it's so crazy how the narrative switches when you're first starting off. When you're first starting off, the first failed interview, you're like, damn, I fucking suck. Right. I'm never getting a job. So it really is about you know recognizing all the little things right. that, that add up over so, time. So so again with my question. Oh, facts. Yeah. Like, where do you think you are on this journey of of detachment? Or selfishness in comparison to me or maybe in, in comparison to your past self i think you're more ahead than i am um i think you're able to focus on yourself better than i'm able to focus on myself and i don't think there's a particular reason why i think it's just the way that our lives have played out you've um you've gotten to accepting the fact that you know it's your life first quick quicker than i have um probably just because like situations that we're put in life yeah um i think one thing that i've been working really hard to understand and not to say that you haven't maybe we just haven't talked about this but i've been working really really hard on um strengthening my emotional intelligence about myself but also of other people um just trying really hard to understand emotions because i think if we think of like a word empathy you know empathy is such a broad brush stroke statement of like it can mean so many things and there's there's like unlimited depth that you can go with like understanding and feeling for somebody else's emotions um and i think that that's something that i've been working on a lot especially with myself you know so i'll be asking i ask myself all the time like i'll do something and i'll be like why'd this happen and I'll, I'll have an answer i'll be like okay but why like okay but why and just really try to understand like the root problem to like allow myself and i'm not saying like i've i've come i've found the the remedy for all these things yeah i haven't but i think i know i have a lot of answers to my problems and not to say that you don't but i just know that i've been working really really hard on that's that that's good do you feel like you've been doing that too yeah yeah but it's not like something that's on the forefront for me right now it is for me yeah yeah one thing i realized um as to why we are so um pushed to attach ourselves to other things is like you know it, it gives us just like a sense of control 
it's naturally intrinsic for for humans to do because we just want to feel like we're in control of everything but that's just not a smart outlook to have on life because you're not you're not wow. you're not in control like there are so many there like are outside un- unlimited outside factors that are involved in any sort of decision that happens like if you're like aiming to get into a school and you don't get in it it's not always about you like mm. it's not always about you like yeah you could have done like if you didn't right. get a job it's not about you it's because there were four trillion applicants maybe that know? that kind of shows that like there's something else bigger for you when this failure is a redirection exactly like your path was kind of written for you yeah and i like that but i think when i think one thing that i've been recognizing i'll make this quick i think one thing i've been recognizing is like when it comes to statements like that i used to tie it into like like i said earlier the world got me the world got me. i'm gonna be good i'm, I'm a, a job will come to me you hear it all the time it will come you know it will come just uh, it will happen if it's meant to be it will meant to be i always heard that i always like hated that but i think like the way that it should be articulated is like if you continue to do the work you will get closer to something that that is like waiting for your arrival yeah. you know like it's not that it'll come to you you just you have to keep working and then you'll end up somewhere mm-hmm. you know and you will really like where you ended up because it's the result of all the work you've done you know if i got the first job i interviewed with i don't know if i would have done good because like i didn't put in any work yeah I have experience whatever but i didn't really put any like groundwork to end up there you know but i feel a lot more comfortable in the position i'm in now because like i put in so much work to get mm-hmm. here you know i really feel like it's meant for me more the result is like bittersweet like you know it's like it's like sweet but like bitter that you have to take so long to get there but like oh facts facts that makes sense that makes sense you got that one buddy (laughs) sorry um yeah i told him before we started this episode i was like please don't hold on to the balloon (laughs) and start whacking things (laughs) he's a very big balloon like whacker just like 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 flinging it around yeah whacking it um yeah yeah family Mm, yeah yeah you want to talk about family yeah let's talk about family okay um go ahead yeah, I mean, uh, what was this like re- revelation that you had when you're in Florida? Yeah, no, it was like I went home and and my mom, my mom took me to the kitchen. And she was like, "Yo, like I want to show you something." I was like, "Okay." And then she took me to like her coffee machine, and I was like, "Okay." And then she like took out her pot, and then she like turned it around, and there was like a little crack in it. And I was oh, like, "She showed me that too." Yeah, I was like, I was like, "What happened?" She was like, "I, bro- I broke the pot." I was <laughs> like, "Oh, man." She's like, can you give me another one? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know how or where or where to find it, but I did it. You got her a new pot? I got her a new pot. I thought she fixed it. She just glued it. To, you think that'll work? <laughs> I th- she was proud of it, though. <laughs> yeah, she, it was a fraud. It was a, it was a front. <laughs> <laughs> she got, I got her a new pot. Oh, okay. Um, so like, how do we get, like, get our parents to understand that, like, they can get their own pot sometimes, <laughs> you know, like. You feel like me? the place she works at, she can buy <laughs> like a pot she easily. Get her own pot. But yeah, I, I think it's hard sometimes because like we love our parents. They did everything and more for us. They sacrificed so much for us, and we want to give that back to them in return. And we will. You know, they deserve that. But but at one point or another, especially if they weren't really supportive of our goals or dreams growing up and maybe now we did detach ourselves from their expectations and we are kind of pursuing our dreams and goals and we are maybe a little bit more successful 
and now they're asking us for things and you know they're they're kind of dependent on that and obviously we're going to get it for them and it's fine and we're happy to but at the end of the day if there's no acknowledgement of like how hard it was for us to kind of pursue those goals sometimes alone or sometimes without their support it makes it feel like like why should we give them our selves yeah. when like we didn't really s- get that support from them yeah you know so i think like as as brown people we're we're extremely passionate about the work that we do um the work that we do in school or at our job or for our family in the house we're very very passionate because that idea has just been drilled into us and i think when you grow up like that you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because when goals are accomplished the 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 happiness isn't attached to you it's attached to external sources growing up like i used to always look for validation from my mom um when when doing something you know if so if if i was a bad student and i got bad grades all the time and one day i got like a b you know we hear jokes about this all the time but it's like if you got a b your parents would ask you like why didn't you get an a and when you worked so hard for that we hear jokes or we hear reality (laughs) reality (laughs) we hear like no like i'm joking but it they're not joking right (laughs) but um and i worked hard for that b bro yeah. I worked so hard. Yeah. They man, I went all day, all night. I got the Starbucks Frappuccinos on hand. I was doing all night. you know, back when Instagram first started, I made like a you know how you could post like collages. Right. My first all nighter. Oh, my first all nighter my first all nighter I posted a, a a collage. Um and it was the Starbucks Frappuccino and then it was like a bag. But boycott it Starbucks. Was a boycott Starbucks, but it was a <laughs> Starbucks Frappuccino <laughs> and it was a uh, McChicken and it was uh, oh, it was my chemistry textbook boycott open <laughs> and I took a picture <laughs> of, of just like my laptop screen and I think <laughs> <laughs> and I put like the four pictures I posted. Yeah, what a like, high school course all nighter, bro. <laughs> That's full. Was it actually an all nighter? I swear, yeah. Actually, yeah. Wow. Swear to God, all night. I no sleep at all. You know how yeah. I heal like my inner child with my baby cousin now? Huh? Because you know how we're, we're, we got like 98s and like it still wasn't good enough? Yeah, fucks. She'll be like, Apple, Apple, I just got like a 79 on my mattress. <laughs> and I'll be like, wow, that's so good. Like so proud of you for getting it up. Like, yeah. And she does get up. Like, you know, then she got like an 80 something. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's in, obviously like 70s isn't like the best. Yeah. But I'm not going to act like she didn't work hard for that still. Yeah. And it motivates you to do better, you know. <laughs> that so. reminds me, um, my cousin, he's a super smart kid. Like he, he got he gets stellar grades. And I was at his house one day. He was like, "Yo, guess what I got on my chemistry final?" You to- I was there. You were there, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what, like a eighty-five? He was like, nah. I was like, ninety. <laughs> he was like, nah. <laughs> he was like a forty-three. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was. I'm not the type to get mad at him. I was a little su- like we're, surprised we're to step back, yeah. but I was like, I was like, yo, that's fine. Like, whatever, bro, that's fine. Yeah, it's college. And whether he like needed to hear that or not, even if we, it was like all jokes, yeah. Maybe deep down he was like maybe a little disappointed in himself. I think it's also important to like, you know, if someone does like not do be- cut not the slack do good, like, a little bit. Like, yeah, and also good, high yeah. school to college transition in work is crazy. Like you yeah. can't expect it to be the same workload. Mm. But something that you said before was that like you know, when your parents have this high expectation of you and your value and your worth is kind of attached to their compliments of you having a high grade or, like, you succeeding and graduating from college. I don't know why you're smiling at the camera while you're drinking coffee. 
but you know you kind of know that the praise is going to come when you have these high grades or when you graduate with honors or whatever it is and you and you always like aim for this high like dopamine rush you know and then when you do fail fail as in like maybe getting a 90 or like maybe not graduating with a 4.0 you feel kind of like a failure in your own identity because their reaction is maybe not as high as if you did pass or with flying colors or whatever it is but it kind of shows you that like our value is so attached to just like grades and external validation from our parents and things like that and once you do kind of detach yourself from from all of that it kind of gives you room to fail it kind of gives you room to experiment and maybe even like welcome failure because the thing is you're not going to succeed everything everything welcome failure welcome failure because you're going to probably fail three times and succeed once you're going to take three steps forward and then you're going to take five steps back Mm. but at least you got that one step forward right Mm. and it's like we get so scared of experimenting with things and you know pursuing our passions and our dreams because we're scared of what our parents are going to say we're scared of you know going off the path that they kind of mapped out for us when like really we just kind of have to do some inner work and this is what i encourage for the people that are listening at the end of december at the end of 2023 it's just Mm -hmm. like do some inner work like think about how you feel when maybe you do bad on a test or maybe when you didn't get the job you wanted is it because you're genuinely upset that you failed which it could be or are you upset with like your parents reactions like are you scared of telling your parents that you're even applying for a job because that meant that like you're leaving your old job where you left your old job and you can't tell them that you technically failed not even failed but like you don't have a job or whatever it is you know i think this kind of shows you that like maybe you're just scared of taking that step forward and like why is it that you're still so adamant on like holding on to external validation and things like that yeah you know it's like it's like people not wanting to post fit pics because like yeah that's silly but like yeah yeah it's like but at the end of the day like they're and i understand it's different than your family but it's like you know first it's about you and it's about if you're doing what you want to do and i think it's also important to realize and i think a lot of brown people face this is you know you talked about um if you fail set goal and your parents are disappointed in you the worst part is like when you accomplish that goal yeah and the reaction isn't even that great and you know to them it's just the goal but to you it's it means everything hours and years of of work and you know and disconnecting yourself from that's that's what sucks because it's like it's obviously so hard to even just take that step towards your goals and towards your own life and kind of like maybe stray away from the path that your parents gave you but i remember in the beginning of my detachment of me going into this like robot feeling of like turning off my emotions and not really engaging with my parents if they would ask anything about you know my art or my business or things like that because i was just like so turned off with like the negative comments and like the lack of support and things like that years ago right if my mom would ask me anything about like what i'm doing i still kind of do this sometimes oh i'm just doing work i would never go into detail i would never talk about the failures i have like maybe i i wouldn't talk about like you know I didn't hit like this amount of orders that I wanted. I didn't make this much money because at the end of the day, they want us to be okay. I'm living alone. They want me to be financially okay. So I'll be like, yeah, I'm packing all these orders or I'm doing all this work, but
but I don't want to worry them and disappoint them by saying like, oh, I didn't hit this like goal that I wanted and yeah. I'm actually failing. And then at the end of the day, when they do see my success or they do see something that's like a big accomplishment or whatever it is, they're like, oh, my God, it, it came easy to them. This yeah. is such like a, it's, it's like, oh, like it was that hard. Yeah. Like, when oh, in reality, like, I'm see? like freaking breaking down in yeah. the corner. But like they don't know that because like I'm not allowed to break down. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's just so interesting because like it's like, yeah, your emotion will eventually come back when you do have all this success and you've kind of detached yourself from external validation. Was it worth it? But was it worth it? And also like, does it ever completely come back your emotions? You know? I guess it's like a it's like a trade off. Like a, like a wheelbarrow. Um Oh wow. Do you so like closing I mean like closing thoughts like for me like um you have any like tips for detaching? Do you have any tips? Yeah, I got some. What is it? I feel like you have some more because you're kind of like going through the beginning of it now. Like I like I mean I you already moved. Like you moved halfway across the country. Yeah, facts. which is a big thing. To yeah, do. yeah, facts, facts. That's like a small form, not even yeah. a small. That's a pretty big form oh of detachment. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're putting yourself first. Thank you. I mean, I still haven't like emotionally. What detached. does that balloon say? I'm just like, no more long distance. Happy That's why we no got this podcast. Happy imagine no me, more long imagine distance. Imagine me flying into New York once a week. <laughs> that's, that's a good life, huh? No, nah, but uh, like I've said this whole episode, um. Focus on the processes and the skills rather than the the end goals. Um, yeah, I'm happy that I've got a job, but I've I'm like so proud of myself for how much I've grown in the last like eight to nine months. Like I've studied so much, I've gotten so much better with like professional business communication. Like just more confident in like the ability to like talk on the phone and you know talk on the whim and. I'm That's just true. like I just feel better. Like, I, I remember just, like, when I'm you more were confident. first like applying to jobs, you would wear this like nice, sophisticated black shirt, the one that you would always wear. You'd be sweating before. <laughs> you'd like turn off. You'd be old, open like all the blinds. You'd kick everyone out of the house. Yeah. Like you'd be walking outside preparing. Yeah. And now it's like you wear a hoodie. <laughs> you just wear. Yeah, I remember my first interview in this like eight to nine month run, bro. <laughs> I think her second question was like, "Oh, like." Oh, where do you see yourself in the five years? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I don't see myself do at all. Do, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I see darkness. All right. Um, focus on the process and skills. Um, focus on the little things. And don't wait for results to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, give yourself some room to be happy, like, along the way. Like, you're allowed to. You're Like, you don't have to suppress your emotions and happiness until you're done. You know, you can become you can be happy with how far you've come. And, you know, I think a lot of us tell ourselves that and we'll like, you know, be like, oh, I'm so proud of you for where you come. But like a lot of us don't really accept it because when you really accept it is when you actually get happy about, from it. Not just like the words, not just hearing the words and like moving past and for and like forgetting what you said. It, like the happiness comes from like really accepting the fact that how much you've actually grown right down all of the little things that you've done so you can see it, mm-hmm. you know, like talk about your journey with someone else who like has known you for a long time and is able to see you know because a lot of the time you know you remind me like yo these are the things that you know maybe you haven't accomplished that goal but these are all the things that you've done that now you're just a better human you've developed as a human it's true for me so yeah man you know something 
I, I forgot the exact like numbers to it and the exact words to it, but something that I really liked that I saw was that like if you work towards your goals maybe like one percent every single day, like small, small ways, right? You are however much percent closer to reaching that goal at the end of the year than you were last year when you were like procrastinating and you like got in your own head saying like oh my god i'm so like far into the year there's no point in starting now it's too overwhelming now but if you do those small steps every single day or like however much you can you're so much closer to actually like completing that goal and it's like the small wins it's the small acts that you do that get you closer there you know so like yeah we always see like these successful people on social media and all these like you know high earning whatever it is but at the end of the day a lot of them work towards those goals like every single day and they didn't just gain success immediately yeah you know and and along that journey like you know the first failure is gonna is gonna suck and the second failure is gonna be a little bit easier Mm -hmm. you know and the third one's gonna be a little bit easier the fourth one's gonna be a little bit easier it's like it's the hero's journey you know like i remember in my interview process usually like four four rounds of interviews i remember in the beginning it was like i was not getting any interviews and then it was i'm never getting past the first interview then it was i'm never getting past the second interview i was i'm never but it's like you know after like my fourth or fifth third round interview and i'm like oh my god like why can't i why can't i just why don't I just get the job? Right. I'd have to sit and be like, yo, I'm ge- I'm getting mad third round interviews right now. A couple months ago, I, I was not getting past the first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you it, it's the hero's journey. You know? So you go up, down, up, down, up, down. But, you know, eventually, you know, you reach the top. I've never heard that hero's journey. Yeah. I've never it's heard like that the, before. Yes, you have. You're an English major. That's like how stories go. Yeah, but I've never heard of like the, the term hero's journey. Yeah. It's, it's like an actual that's term. what yeah that's what it is mm-hmm. that's how like most stories are framework you know mm-hmm. you look at any movie it's they like they have like their downfall you know, everything's coming blah, blah blah and then you have like the rising action and yeah then, like, that oh, i know yeah so so what are some of your like finishing thoughts on just like detaching yourself from familial expectations like maybe what are some things that you've done recently to you know be in a better place where you're putting yourself first i think most the most important thing that i realized is when your parents say something what they're saying might not be a hundred percent aligned with what they actually want they're just speaking in the language that they know like you know a lot of us parents say they want us to be doctors just so we have a healthy fruitful life at the end of the day that's what they want you know it's finding the root the route to like what they're looking for and trying to accomplish that so like you don't got to be a firefighter but maybe you can you know be working another job that makes a lot of money and then you're helping firefighters on the side or you're involved in a company or community that's helping out firefighters like whatever it is it's like a lot of time and that's just an example but what i'm trying to say is like a lot of time what they're saying isn't what they actually want but it's just what they're saying because that's the only way that they know how to say it so focus on like the root of what they're actually trying to get and and a lot of time there are infinite routes that you can take mm-hmm. to to you know satisfy that need it's interesting that like you're saying kind of like not mixed signals but they're what they're trying to say gets lost in translation kind of yeah but not really um it kind of reminds me of how i was talking to you about this before of like sometimes my parents will be like oh like do this for your brother like like book a ticket for him because we're going on this trip or like you know pay pay this bill for him because like he's not able to and i'm like yes he is he's a 24 year old man like i had to learn by myself he can do that but the thing is like years ago when they told me to do something for him 
I would do it because I'm like, oh, it's expected. I'm, I'm the oldest daughter. Like, yeah, obviously my brother doesn't know how to do it. He's younger. He was only a year and a half younger. And it's like, I was like, all right, this is, I'll just do it because that's expected. But now as I'm older, yeah, my parents are saying that because they're also used to like just talking and just like yeah. telling me to do something because they want to make his life easier or their own lives easier. But at the end of the day, they know they have to acknowledge that he's getting older and I'm kind of like breaking out of the mold of them just expecting me to do something for him when he can kind of just do it himself. And I'm kind of like reteaching them in a yeah. way. Um, and I'm also like kind of teaching my brother to do, do, do his own shit and like grow up. Right. Good. So, um, yeah. So it just shows that like, yeah, our parents and us were used to like this certain way of living and we get so used to it where we kind of put our needs and wants and dreams aside to appease them. Doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean it's right. And it doesn't mean that you can't unlearn it. Mm. And just the same way of, of us saying like, oh, if you take these small steps every single day to reach your goal of whatever side passion or hobby or whatever it is that you have, you can also take small steps every single day to kind of like unlearn this mindset with your family or you know just unlearn like the way that it should be you know whether it is like telling your parents kindly like oh like he can do it himself or he's already done it you know talking about your brother or like just helping them come to a conclusion in some way obviously it's not easy to just kindly say it to them because they are just so ingrained with their ways that they just are not understanding but you know oftentimes if you do it long enough and you do it like frequently it's possible to kind of like change their way yeah. and also your own way of living you know facts this balloon thing is really like distracting you can you put it bike? down can you put it down huh <laughs> can you put it down please um yeah i'm done <sighs> dang question time question time all right guys let me choose your you guys want to see my background no please that's how i feel when y'all don't subscribe and y'all don't like and y'all don't okay. follow us on instagram and at difficultish. All right. So as you guys know, we always ask you guys on our Instagram story what we're talking about. So this week we asked you guys, what is the art of detachment? How are you trying to detach yourself from familial expectations, things like that? Or maybe what are you dealing with? So, you know, we got some responses from you guys. As always, make sure to Follow us on our Instagram at difficultish. Yeah. Follow us on our on our TikTok at difficultish podcast. Difficultish podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, I don't know if you're if you're with the vibes or not. Make sure to with like and subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening on, review, review, rate. please rate us a five if you'd like. Yeah. It's always very helpful. All right, I found one um, that I think this would actually be a good a, a good episode. But someone said. Um, I don't know how to be myself around my family anymore after moving out. I don't know how I did it before. That's a good one. Before yeah, it's so interesting because, like, whenever my brother used to come back from college and stuff for the summer, it would be just, like, you know, honeymoon phase. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. everything's sunshine and rainbows. Like, you know, when you come back after a while, your parents are so happy and stuff. But then after a few weeks, things go back to how it was and, like, they get used to you too much. And they just think that, like, you're still a kid sometimes, right? Um, someone said, I feel guilt about wasted time. It feels like fulfillment can only come by giving time to my parents' wishes. So, that's pretty much what we talked about this episode. Um, 
guilt. Guilt. You familiar? I'm familiar. Not me. Do you got anything to say about that or no? Um, or just you yo, still want to say it out loud? Honestly, I just said that to like, you know, I hope this episode helped you. To tell I mean, you that you're not like, alone. Yeah, you're not alone. I, f- I hope this episode helped. I hope we said stuff that like holds weight and like can be utilized. And like, you know, we don't have the answer to everybody's family situations. But I think I'm just familiar with the processes of like strengthening, strengthening a family relationship and a family bond. And I think that is like the core issue of like what makes a lot of problems arise and stuff. So I hope this episode helped y'all. I hope we said some stuff that's like substantial mm-hmm. and y'all enjoyed. And um and yeah, I mean final thoughts, ten second um advice, anything? I have some final or not related Go to for that, it. I was just gonna say some ten second advice. But it's like completely unrelated. Okay. Then we're done. I was <laughs> just gonna say like don't forget to put sunscreen on your neck. <laughs> when has our 10 second advice right, ever related you. to the episode topic? Thank you. Um, Do you have any 10 second advice? It's going to be the most depressing shit ever. When you're making coffee in the morning, <laughs> um, s- try to stay away. And I don't mean to target you, but I'm targeting you. Stay away from like those like super sugary, high calorie creamers that what they sell. What was the need for like that they just throw, throw in some, some like regular almond milk, maybe a little bit of sugar, but those creamers will goddamn get you. Those are Who packed with... Who asked you to drink it? I did. I don't. It's my coffee. I know. So why do you have I'm an issue? I told you to chill. <laughs> those are so bad for you, bro. I don't drink that much of it, though. And also, you're the one that made me the coffee this morning. I didn't even ask yeah, for it. Yeah, because I know it makes you happy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to go. We got a diner to go to. Dang. It is the last episode of the year. Yeah. Help you all had a good year. We love you so much. We'll see we you next you year. Bright, bright and early. I'm excited for next year. <laughs> She's excited early. for next year. I think next year is going to be a great year for the pod as well. Mm-hmm. So be here right now. Um, drop a. And just and just just know that we might be going on a trip together soon. And I don't know. It, we might have some content from that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. What emoji? We'll I was trying to insinuate oh, yeah, what yeah. emoji. What's the, what's the New Year's? Give me some goddamn balloons. Balloons and like New Year like poppers like the. No, just <laughs> balloons. Just you know balloons. But we love you guys so we much. Guys. We're very excited to see you in the new year. Um, and that's it. That's it. Allah Hafiz, guys. Happy New Year.